everybody! I don't know where that voice came from, but you're welcome. Oh. I cannot hear thee. We're here. Oh, I can We're hear here. you now. That's better. I muted myself so I could burp uninhibited. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Mm. Well, good. let's start the show, shall we? Welcome oh, to the very first episode of seven of Games Assembled. <laughs> oh my god, you said that live! Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, absolute professionals yeah. here. The so most cool. professional gaming podcast on the old Tinterweb. But let's get some introductions out of the way. Joining me tonight is the one with all the bounce in his spring. Well, that's what the boys say anyway. It's Tigger Time! <laughs> hey! Oh, my spring is coiled for this show. <laughs> <laughs> and she is the number one lesbian fiction narrator, as voted by her wife, with the <laughs> trending hashtag of I got griefed by Llama. It's Llama. <laughs> Lama 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 <laughs> And of course I am naturally ginger, this didn't come out of a bottle. I am the beardy gamer. Yeah Beardy 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 The only beard I ever need. Yeah. What happens if you shave your beard? Um I go back ten years in time. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna see much. a picture of that. Pretty much. I, I turn up going from beardy gamer to Twinkie Gamer. <laughs> You'll have to change all of your tags there. Yeah, exactly. That's why I told work when they said I needed to maybe trim it down a little bit. I was like, it, I'm a brand. Like, can't, can't do it, I'm afraid. You're not the boss of me. You're yeah. Oh, wait. Wait. <laughs> Pay my bills. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been out in the sun yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. I thought that was anything, just your natural but... Irish. No, it's the sun. <laughs> the, the, the sun peaked over the clouds, and this is what happened. Yeah. This is... <laughs> Three seconds of sunlight, and you're bright red. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> this absolutely. is why the UK government's COVID restrictions also include gingers not going out into the sun at all times, no matter which tier system they are currently in. <laughs> That's at the bottom in the fine print. I oh, saw yeah. it. Oh, yeah. It's in the small, small print. If There's you a didn't know. in the fine print? Yep. There's always a bottom, Tiggs. Yeah, <laughs> there's always a bottom. If and you didn't know, this episode, if we manage to keep it on track, is going to be about backwards compatibility. And is it really that important? So I'm going to fire that question off straight from the hip. Generally, what is the consensus? Do you think that backwards compatibility is an important factor in the next generation or in generations moving forward, Llama. Hell yes. I think absolutely. Games, you know, they're, they're art. You know, you've got the design, you've got the artwork, you've got the voice actors, you've got the storytelling. There's so much that goes into a game. They're an art form in and of themselves. So to relegate it to an old console that doesn't exist anymore and then can't be enjoyed by, by new people is ridiculous. As long as oh, it still oh. looks okay. <laughs> <laughs> you graphics whore. Yeah. You graphics yeah, whore. Yeah, a little bit. Or, you know, they do like this, they make the screen smaller when you play it on your giant TV. Still looks yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, you gotta, don't stretch it out on a 4K telly with like my eight bits. That's just, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. You've got it's eight just, bits. Yeah. We can see There's so many bits. Tiggs. We can see all eight bits on the screen at once. Tiggs, do, do you think it's that important? I really do. Like, Look, like Lama said, um, I want to be able to play games from years ago. Like, gaming is part of your childhood. <clears throat> and, like, if you're into art or whatever, I've got a favourite artist, I can go and <laughs> look at his paintings or get a book or check him out online. With games, you should be able to do the same thing. And three words for you. Bust a groove. Sony, yeah. if you're watching this, <laughs> the very... hey, they're definitely watching. <laughs> Please, yeah, they're, Please. they're currently scouting out uh, Twitch influencers to send PS5s to early, right this second. And this podcast is definitely going to uh, hold as a position for one. It's going to put us right <laughs> over the top. They weren't sure before, yeah. but with it's that just... professional intro, yeah. we are That's on good. the list. I was literally about to say that professional yeah. intro, but like <laughs> the. 
the backward compatibility thing, they need to look at how games developers need to look at how they do it as well. So there's all these remakes these days where you get to play a premium price for something that you've already played about 20 times. Uh, I don't... Some of them are good, and like the Final Fantasy VII remake was excellent, but it depends on how they do backward compatibility. I would love to have like the full back catalogue of PlayStation. My mum loves cool borders. She's like, did they ever make any more of them? And I was like, no, sorry. I'm afraid not, mum. I mean, uh, the other the other option, I suppose, is that you just keep making the same game over and over again. Um, I think, as much as I say I don't want to buy the same game three times because the console's moved on, I have actually bought Skyrim like four times because they keep bringing out new versions yeah. and I need them. Yeah. Are they on sale? They're always on sale. They're always on sale. <laughs> Everything's on sale. So, so I'm, I'm going to throw, throw a little curveball in there and I'm going to say like, Backwards compatibility is nice, but I don't think it's actually that essential. Ooh, defend your position. Yeah. Well, why? Because, listen, the, the, the issues that you have with backwards compatibility is like Lama says, you pick up a game that's, like, I love Knights of the Old Public, and I, I bought that on Xbox because it's backwards compatible, blah, 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 blah. I put it on, and I'm, re like, reduced to this square. And it just doesn't feel like I can play the game that way, so then I just end up going playing on PC or anything, something like that. There's also games out there that, even though Microsoft champions X, uh, Xbox's backwards compatibility, that they're not available on those that system. So you're Naughty gonna Bear. yeah, Naughty Bear, for example. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember a wonderful gem back in the day of Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Chaos Bleeds. <laughs> Such a good game. Oh. I love that game. But doesn't work on Xbox One, uh, One S, One X, whatever it is. Just it doesn't work, and it's only selected titles that do. I think the argument that you should be able to bring a library forward with you does stand up to some extent. But when I move console generations, like I'm moving into that next chapter, and I'm looking forward to playing the games that are developed for that console, for that system, for that gaming period. And arguably, the biggest way to have backwards compatibility is the PC anyway. So do I really need my console to do that when I can pick up so many older games on PC and play them on PC? Yeah, but yeah. You, you, you have to... Like, not everybody is a PC gamer, though. Like, I used to be a PC gamer in WoW days. That was, <clears throat> that was it. That was really the extent of my PC gaming life. Uh, apart from whenever I was a kid and those point-and-click things. <laughs> but, um... Like, I love console gaming. I love being comfy on my couch. I usually have a co-gamer <laughs> right here, <laughs> one or two of them. And it's nice just to sit and chill. Like, I don't want to be sat up in the seat. Like, no, I just want to be like, oh, I can chill. I can have a beer and play this I, or whatever. I completely respect that. But I'd also say, like, you know, if you want to play those, like, I have a, an original PS1 down here that I picked up from... CEX, there are other second-hand providers out there, I must, <laughs> must stress that. But I bought it from there so that I could play some of the old-school PS1 games that I wanted to play. I planned to add a PS2, a PS3, an original Xbox, I already have a 360, into that collection to be able to play and not have limits when it comes back to um, old versions of games. And I just kind of feel like if you if you're that invested in playing those games the best place to play them is probably on the original system that they were there for because when you start moving things forward you start getting these graphical glitches or things not quite lining up properly or you know what happens if if they just decide microsoft for example as we spoke about this before we went live but a youtuber yong ye did a video about backwards compatible on the series x he's managed to get hold of one because he's quite a big influencer and stuff out there one day just he's like playing that. yeah just like that just like us i've got one in the back but more my ndas like that they just don't want me to like show it off or anything like that so you know um so he was playing hellblade center of sacrifice a game that came out last generation a fantastic game i urge you all to go and play it because it is such a phenomenal game but one day he's playing it on backwards compatibility 
Xbox sends out an update, the next day he can't play it anymore. And when he goes back to Microsoft to go, oh yeah, we've got some kinks that we're still working out, blah, blah. preview units, these things are going to happen, but it literally just takes an update for them to stop being able to, to support a single game, and then where does that leave you? Yeah, that's a fair point. And maybe that brings maybe that brings in the next sort of topic um, about remastering. So when you when they bring out new consoles or new systems or new just a whole new generation of hardware and then they remaster some of the, the old classic games, that's where the sweet spot is for me. Because I still get the you know the game that I love, but it's been tweaked to make it look better and look you know and use as much of the capability of of the new system as possible. The problem is they don't do that for every game. So you know what I think is an awesome game like Naughty Bear. Clearly, not enough people thought that was an awesome game because it wasn't <laughs> remastered or it wasn't brought forward. So it's it's sort of hit and miss. Like remaster is the way to go, but who remasters it? You know, and, and do devs take away time from building new stuff and new IPs to remaster something they've already done? And, and that was going to be my, my kind of next point leading into it is, do you think that developers should be putting those resources into making games backwards compatible? Or should they be focusing on the next thing? We've got certain games like Witcher 3 CD Projekt Rex come out saying that they're putting a patch in for it to be um, like a smart delivery thing so they've got the new ps5 version or xbox series x version is going to be included with no additional cost like that's really cool but should they not be focusing those resources and stuff on cyberpunk when they've just had a big period where there's all this crunch and stuff to try and get the game out the door or could they not put those resources into the next game that they're working on because for all intensive purposes witcher 3 is still going to play on the next-gen consoles through their native backwards compatibility. So do they need to do those things? And when it comes to remasters, I think that we should step away from just kind of slapping a, a new texture on there or something and kind of taking a Resident Evil 2 approach and doing a reimagining because I want to play... The one thing that I loved about that game is I play it and I remember the original but it keeps me on my toes because certain things have changed or there's certain things that are completely different this time around. So it's like a whole new experience. And I think it's really cool to, to play a game where you're playing it for the first time again. It's an interesting point. I mean, I wish, it like in the ideal world, what I would like is, <laughs> you know, like cold case detectives where like there's these cops and like they go after the old cases and then there's other cops and they go after the new cases and they both get done and they're both awesome. I want cold case detectives for video games. I want like a group of devs that are super talented to be like, look, I don't want to imagine the next big thing. I want to make the last big thing even bigger. That's, that's what I want to do. And everyone's like, yeah, that's awesome. And then they go and they do that. And so there's like a group that just does that on all the, the good games that are worth it. And then, you know, who decides me, obviously, who just, that's who decides who's the good games. <laughs> all come to but then the, the other devs, can, yeah, it's my, it's, I, I own this place. Um, and it, that's what I would love. I would love that that was like a thing that we didn't have to split the resources, but the way that, that devs and studios work nowadays is it is a sort of all or nothing push on one or two IPs, it feels like. So, yeah, I, I know I can't get backwards compatibility and sweet remasters on everything or else I'm not going to get new stuff. What do you, what do you think? I, th I, th I think it depends on what the, like, for instance, Final Fantasy VII Remake. So people were going on, like, the fans were going on about it for years and years and years. And it was sort of teased at PlayStation 3 time. <clears throat> and then five millennia later, we finally get it, you know? <laughs> so, but there's those, like Mass Effect, we were just chatting about that before we came live. There's those games that sort of changed a generation of gaming into something else for people. And, and they're really loved for that reason. I think game devs should put time into remastering them so that a new generation of gamers can enjoy them, those stories, uh, that, and have that magical moment. Like, Final Fantasy VII was more like a remake because they changed the game mechanics and it, people were really annoyed that it wasn't ATB 
anymore uh, and that sort of thing. But the mechanics were good. I, I enjoyed them. Um, and I'm very like, I want to control every character, but this is actually okay. I don't mind this. Um, and it's only after I played the demo that I pre-ordered it because I was like, I am going to hate this. And I was surprised. So there's certain things that I think are good or if storylines continuing on, it's good to give people that maybe only have that gen or starting that gen, that's where their game and passion starts, the opportunity to play the, the storyline that's got the game to this point. So I think there is a point to it. Going back to your point earlier, what you were saying about consoles and buying your back catalogue consoles to be able to play games, yes, I think that works to a point. But I don't think technology is necessarily built to last now. So, for instance, give you a couple of examples of this. One was my Xbox One. So, Are you going to say Red Ring of Death? No, I didn't. No, but no. no. <laughs> I'm still traumatized. Don't mention that, please. I could. I, no, I, did, I think I did have that as well, actually, on my 360. Um, but <clears throat> they, my Xbox One, they brought out the Xbox One X and the Project Scorpio edition, so I pre-ordered one of them. Because my Xbox One was on its last legs. I mean, the fans, the fa- it was like an aircraft was taken <laughs> off. And I didn't have the console that long. I didn't buy it at launch. It was like halfway through the next year that I bought that console. And this was only a few years later. And I was like, what? Surely, surely this should be built to last the life cycle of the console generation at least. And I just traded it, I'm sure, just in time before it went bye-bye. <laughs> and also, my PS3. So a long time ago, I was awful, and I decided to watch an anime series that I had in disc. PS3, stuck. Original PS3, bought it in launch, got stuck. There's no hard reset to take the disc out. And I just got really, oh my God, the swearing in my house. <laughs> Me lying on the sofa, dying, just put this on to take my mind off the pain. And, I was, and then it just broke. And I was like, you are fucking kidding me. So I get a screwdriver out. I get a hammer out. And I'm like, fuck you, piece of shit. I cannot believe this. And I just ripped the thing apart. Because <clears throat> I already had it in to be repaired twice. So it's all well and good going back and buying the consoles. But will they last? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. once we get into like the generation of PS3... That is whenever a console's lifespan dropped. Where if you pick up a snares, that go through a nuclear bomb. I mean, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of agree and disagree at the same time because, like, I had a PS3, and I had no problems with it. I had two different versions. So originally, when it first came out, I had the first fat one that played PS1 and PS2 games. Um, ended up getting rid of that at some point, and got uh, another one later on down the line. Um, which didn't have that PS1, PS2 infrastructure in there. Never had any problem with either of those. They, you know, The second one lasted me all the way through to the launch of the PS4. I sold that once I got my PS4. Um, and my PS4 that I have that's in my bedroom now is a launch day PS4. It's an original one. And I've had, apart from the last six months where I've had a few bits with the discs spitting out and... Uh, fans are a little bit louder than usual because, you know, the games are pushing graphical graphical boundaries on the machine, but I've had no other issues with it. I've never had it crash or die on me or anything like that. I've not had it to be repaired or anything. So, hey, look at things like this PS1 that I've got here. It's not my original, but it's somebody's original. It's an original 1999 PS1, like, and it's still going now, like... I don't know. I just, I, there's that argument with anything when it comes to technology. Like, all three of us could buy the PlayStation 5, for example, and maybe two of, like, one of us has one that fails. And that's not down to the console not being built to last. It's just one dodgy machine. Oh, touch wood, that doesn't happen yeah, because we are wood. all buying the PS5. Yeah. 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 But. <laughs> <clears throat> I feel like that. We'll be phoning him up yeah. going bearding. It's you. Jinxed Fucking jinxed us. Um, so yeah, I, I'd, I'd kind of feel like there's always going to be those secondhand systems and stuff around. Like, they're, they're still readily available now. I can walk into Manchester Arndale tomorrow with my mask on, socially distanced, and pick up... Are you allowed out? Yeah, I'm allowed out at the minute. Um, and pick up a, a PS2 
and it work and it'd be fine like and it'll last me for a little bit i mean the only reason that i actually want to get those consoles is for streaming is to to go back and play some old games like but I've, it's only in this last 12 months that that's been like a prior not a priority but a, a thought process that i'm like oh it'd be really cool to play through mass effect again which i've got on my xbox one s but even then today i was talking about in the chat my one s is has got the wi-fi issue so it's just not connecting to wi-fi which is an absolute pain in the backside Aww. so you know swings and roundabouts you do need you... a cream for that you know yeah i know mm. <laughs> <laughs> do what do you think about this this kind of split between native compatibility like the xbox ecosystem has and something like PlayStation Now, which has like a selective catalog of backwards compatible games that you can play. PS2 games, PS3 games. No PS1 games, though, because they just don't want to put those on there yet. Do you think which one has the right way around it? A subscription service where you pay, I don't know, I think it's £50 for the year or something to have a library of, I think it's like 800 games now or something ridiculous. Um... But is, yeah, Xbox, I mean, is Xbox is not part of Game Pass and PlayStation it, it is just purely for the backward compatible you could pay paying? So it's not anything new, is well, it? Currently, PlayStation Now is sitting at 650 plus games and it's PlayStation 4 games, you know, they had um, at the minute they've got Days Gone on there, which is a recent release. Um, they had Doom on there for a little bit. They have recent games it's not game pass level of kind of games that are on there but there is more legacy console games on there with ps3 and ps2 games um whereas with the game pass selection yeah there's some 360 games and xbox one games on there but i don't think there's as many games on there as there is on playstation now let me have a look game yeah i mean for the xbox a lot of the games if I've still got the disc, I can just stick them in and, and they'll still work. Yeah. Um, with the exception of Naughty Bear. I swear they're picking on me. They're griefing me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they built in that, that sort of native backwards compatibility, but only for some games. And I guess it depends on how they were developed and maybe what engine they use or, or whatever. Um, something far more technical than my pea brain can understand, I'm sure. But... I think both, you know, whatever's available is good. It just depends on what, to be fair, for me, it depends on what game I'm after. Is it available there or do I have to buy an emulator? How can I play it? That's what it becomes down to. How can I play the game that I want to play? I'll find a way. Find a way. I will find it and I will play it. <laughs> I will play Naughty Bear. You will not stop. <laughs> you are Naughty Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Diddles were like that. I think there's about 400 games on Game Pass at the minute. You're like a little researcher, you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just got the Google on the side, you know. Oh, there's yeah, there's 398 games on a uh, Game Pass at the minute. Approximately. Approximately, it's it's what they say. It's on their official Xbox website. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and they've got 360 games and stuff on there as well. But Game Pass tends to have more new releases and, and newer games than what um, PlayStation Now has. I don't understand, though. Like, why can't they just... If they're going to have, like, native backward compatibility where you can just, like, we can put in our discs from 360 or the original Xbox and they'll upload and play, surely that's using some sort of emulation software that would then mean that should be able to read any disc from that generation, realistically. Well, I think the the way that it's slightly different between how Microsoft does things and how PlayStation has done things is when you look at Microsoft as a history and the way consoles have been made, it was the original Xbox was running a version of Windows and it was made out of Windows compa compa compartments? No. Components, that's the word components. I was looking for. Um, 
And even its name, the Xbox comes from, originally it was known as the Direct Xbox because it wanted to run DirectX software games and stuff that were developed in that software. So they've had a really long lineage with their systems being built off the back of PC architecture. So I think that their ability to kind of carry things forward is a lot easier, whereas PlayStation, PS1 and PS2's processors were very similar, but obviously one was more powerful than the other. And then when they moved to PS3, they went into this like nano processor thing that they did, which was notoriously difficult to develop for and everything else. And I think that's where the issue came in between the original SKUs and the PS3, because they were running off two different types of processors, whereas the original fat PS3s had a PS2 processor in there which then switched into a backwards compatibility mode and because the PS2 processor could run PS1 games that's how they got away with it but that's what made it so expensive because you had two consoles effectively in one um, and then moving past PS3 they went into a more PC orientated PS4 and then obviously the PS5 is is the same way which is why I think you're getting such a, a mass majority i think it's like the 4000 games it's 99% of them are backwards compatible on ps5 from ps4 and i think they've released like a list of 10 games that aren't going to work which are probably like the 10 most obscure games i've ever heard one of apart from uh hitman go that's probably the only one that i know you're like how did you breed retain all that information oh. I'm like, oh, it's shining. It down. He must have it written down. I don't. Does he? No, that's not. Do you, know. you, you guys have got the notes in front of you, the same notes that I have. I always feel. You say that, that like I printed them off. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like I learn something whenever I have cast for you. Like, oh, you're you welcome. Always... Um, the truth is that I am such a fucking nerd that I will literally <laughs> lay in bed at night reading shit, Wikipedia and all this Text other specs. fucking, yeah, all that kind of random crap. Like, I digest all of that. When I'm in the bath, I watch YouTube videos on, like, how PlayStation was built and all that kind of shit, so don't worry about it. It's not nothing to do with your lack of knowledge. It's just my uber geekiness. Oh, no, I think it's really cool, but we do need to get you laid or a boyfriend or something. All right. Yeah. That'll beat that out of you. <laughs> Jeremy's fine. All right. Just leave after, Jeremy out of After the lockdown. Hi, Jeremy. <laughs> Hi, Jeremy. After lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you um, guys are naughty. You're on tier three now, aren't you? Yeah. No, 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 no. Andy Burnham said no. Oh, sorry. We're still, we're still in tier two. You're going on yeah. tier three. We're going there, though. Um, so, yeah. PlayStation, PlayStation now versus native backwards compatibility. I think if you're going to do it, I think native is probably the way forward. But I understand why PlayStation has such an issue. The one thing that I don't get, though, is why they can't... They don't have software emulation. Because that's something you can that, do on PC. Yeah. Right? And if the, if the Xbox is built off of PC architecture, why can't they just... I would pay my queendom... For an emulator that would just let me play my old games. Yeah, I think some of it comes down to licensing as well, because maybe the mm -hmm. the original companies that made the games don't longer exist anymore. Or maybe they don't have the rights to those published games. There was a few That's a couple a of years point. ago. I think was it a load of um, Marvel games got pulled from the PlayStation Store and Steam and stuff because they'd lost the rights to 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 sell those games, which then came and brought back up this whole conversation of, yeah, it's all well and good having digital games, but once that digital license has been removed, you have no way to play those games unless you have a physical copy. Yeah, and that is the, the downside of digital anything, really. I was, I'm going to show my age here now. I was listening to my um, some playlists that I'd made of just like songs that I liked on my Amazon Music, and... Avril Lavigne has always featured heavily in my playlists because I'm a bit of a, a you know, a pop punk princess, obviously. And half of the Avril Lavigne songs are suddenly, they've just disappeared. I can't listen to them anymore, mm. even though I bought bought them, paid have paid for them and can could listen to them. Now they're just gone because she's, you know, taken their license back or they no longer hold the license or whatever it is. 
Whereas if I go through the boxes in my loft and dig out the CD that I physically bought, I can listen to that anytime mm-hmm. I want. Yeah. But then I have to log around a, or lug around a CD everywhere I move, which yeah. is clearly working well because it's still in a box in my loft. <laughs> With the CD. With the, the Avril Lavigne CD. So uh, now kinda, I'll never know what happened. That leads into an, a good point that I've got on my little list of uh, talking points and stuff, which is... How often do you actually take advantage of back- backwards compatibility? It's all well go to going, oh yeah, you know, like it's such an important feature, like it definitely needs to be something. But do you actually use it? Like, when was the last time you played an old generation game on your current generation system because you really had the the feeling to do it? Or is it something that you don't really use but you champion anyway? Hmm. I use it more in the beginning. So when the the new console came out, um, the Xbox One X games, you know, they 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 didn't you didn't get like fifty games all at once, and the ones that did come out were like sixty seventy pounds, which is not on sale. And so you know, you'd get like the game that came with the console. I could maybe squeeze one more game out my wife before it was too much, and then it was what are my 360 games that I can stick in there and still play? Um, but then as time went on, I, you know, games came out on the new generation and I got more into those. And so probably not often now do I use, like I was saying, I went on, um, went on Mass Effect 1 uh, the other week because I thought, oh, I, everyone knows I have such a soft spot in my heart for that series. But the first game looked so terrible on my TV because you know my my system is is optimized for gaming now, not gaming as it was back in two thousand one or whatever. And it it took some of the shine off my memory of it, so I turned it off and I was like, I'm just gonna remember it how it was. <laughs> I don't want to sully the memory. Uh, so yeah, I not not often. The further you get from the old console, I think, unless you're having like a a retro day and you want to play something. For me, anyway. I don't know about you, Tig. What do you think? Um, <clears throat> I would sort of tend to agree. So I had a little hankering for some SSX awesomeness uh, uh, probably about a year ago. Just sat here one day and I was like, God, I wish they'd just remastered Tricky or something. I was like, oh, I wonder if the SSX they did for the 360 is actually on the backward compatibility list. And I went, I had such a fun day. I really enjoyed myself. <laughs> and it's nice to have whenever you have those moments, but I guess we don't have those moments that often anymore i mean we go, go games with gold they sometimes have a new game like a 360 game on there that'll be like yeah i want to play that i played beyond good and evil on the xbox one x because uh, i'd never played the game the first time around i'd seen the trailer for this supposed sequel that's coming out that just looked absolutely fantastic and i was like this is a game i really want to play i was like oh i can totally play it awesome so uh, i think if it comes into it, like I was saying before, like if it's a series and you maybe see the next one's coming out in that gen, it's nice that they have backwards compatibility so you can play the start of the story. Because beyond good and evil, I was like, what? What? Because I don't really do spoilers or anything. And the storyline that game's pretty, really, it is really, really cool. And the whole, and the way they do everything and all the rest, and there's a few twists and turns, and you're like, the fuck? <laughs> I'm so glad I played this before I play the second because the second looks really good because I'm a graphics whore. So I was like, "Yep, I want to play this Space Pirates." Fuck that! Yes, I am there. So yeah, so I would say not so often, but I want to have the option of going back and doing those, like playing those stories and stuff. For me, I'm a one-time playthrough. It's very rare that I'll play something more than one time because I want to go and experience a new story somewhere else. Um, but like, there's some classics that they 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 brought out recently, like Onimusha. If you've never played Onimusha, go and play it. It's on the Xbox Store. I think it's on the PlayStation Store as well. It is hilarious. They have got the campus cheesiest demon bad guy Nubunaga <laughs> that I have ever seen in a game, and he's like, <laughs> and it's just. <laughs> It's <laughs> so much fun. I love it. It yeah. is so cool. And that started a whole genre of games, that game. Like, it, it, 
and it's nice that people have the opportunity to go and do that sort of stuff. So I would say, yeah, it's rare, but it's also important to allow people to have that access to those things. I think, yeah, I would agree with that as well. Like, for me personally, it's it's not that often that I'm like, oh, I I really want to go back and play. Let's really dig in the in the box here, like. Metal Gear Solid, like a game that I absolutely love from PS1, like, and every now and again I will stick it on, fire up on the old PlayStation, but like, in terms of like, how much I use backwards compatibility, it's not, it's not really that often, like, it's only when you get those moments of like, oh, do you know what, I really just want to play, I don't know, Dead Space or something like that, like, that you need to kind of go back and, and look at backwards compatibility. I think the the really interesting thing is is more so around on this generation with especially on the PlayStation side of things is this smart delivery so this thing of okay so if you just it's coming to the end of the generation you buy I don't know Cyberpunk 2077 you start it off on your PlayStation 4 and then when you get the PlayStation 5 version there's no extra charge for that you'll just put it into your PlayStation 5 and it will download or Xbox Series what X and it will download the, the updated version of that game that you can then play. So you don't have to buy it twice. I think that's really important. And I also think that something like the PlayStation Collection is really a co cool idea. Because it, if they put games on there like Horizon Zero Dawn, for example, maybe you didn't play PS4 or play that game or anything like that. Or you're like, what's the... What's the that was his, his drunk dial purchase last night. Oh, is it? it? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got home last night drunk and uh, Beauty and Sif were trying to chat me into Rising Zero Dawn. And I was like, it's on sale! I was laughing, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's on sale! Okay, I'm getting this game. And yeah. then I woke up this morning and I was like, oh shit, I've bought things. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. okay. <laughs> well, if you'd have been smart about it, you could have got Horizon Zero Dawn, the complete collection thing with the Frozen Wilds and everything else, and a PlayStation 4 controller for 40 quid on Prime Day yesterday. Uh, I got it for a tenner for oh, the complete edition. So, you know. oh, okay, that's, that's a Anywho. better deal. I'll give you that. So, on so, sale! So maybe, maybe you didn't, didn't buy that or whatever. And the PlayStation collection seems to have a lot of games that were big this generation that there's a few sequels coming out to it in the next generation i think that's a really good end point for people that maybe didn't get around to playing those games it's part of your playstation plus subscription or whatever it is i think that's really interesting and i would have liked maybe like to see xbox do something like that and maybe make i mean they've got a lot of their first parties on game pass anyway but kind of like putting a collection together to kind of go okay so we're working on gear six but like here's the gears side of things to catch yourself up on or something like that yeah 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 i think that like take said the back catalog of a of an ongoing ongoing story that's i think that's important um even if they're standalone stories you still like to understand like the lore of the world that you're going into and and sort of the you know how everything works um but yeah on a standalone game that maybe you're not going to play them. Is it worth the devs putting all that time and effort into a game that you're going to play twice in the next 10 years? Bust a Groove, yes. SSX Tricky, yes. We will all play those games online. <laughs> yeah. So Sony. we need a cold case squad and we need to pick the games, I think yeah. is where yeah. we're going with this yeah. beauty. Can you make that happen, please? Let, uh, yeah, please. I'll email my contact at uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment right now and get it sorted out. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So, final thoughts on, on today's topic, what do you think? Is it that important? I mean, I started off with, hell yeah. But now now we've talked about it, I think, hell yeah. So, like, slightly muted, like a slightly lower. I still think it's important because I do think video games are artwork and I think they should be as, as widely available as possible. Whether that means you keep your old consoles or buy new old consoles when the older old consoles break, or you get an emulator and play on your PC or, or you watch YouTube videos of somebody else playing it, however you get your fix, I think the fix needs to be available. And I know I sound like a junkie when I say that, but I'm all right with that <laughs> because this is important. <laughs> 
Shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've gone down a whole, We always yeah. go down a new we're road each episode. Yeah. That's the whole yeah. point. Takes what's your um, final thoughts on it? I think yes. I, like, I, like that um, whole Beyond Good and Evil is a good example for me. So, like, I think it is important to be able to do that and not do things like what um, the guys that make GTA do and make people buy the game twice and three and four and five times for every single bloody console. <laughs> like, that's not fair. Like, that it really isn't on. Talk about milking the cash cow. I mean, people will do it, but. No, I think they need to do it in an affordable way. If you're going to be playing some of them from years and years and years ago, and if you haven't put a lot of time into it and you are just emulating it, then the price should reflect that. It shouldn't be premium, premium, premium. Like the mm-hmm. Super Mario collection that's come out now has got well slated for how they've done those games. Should they be 50 quid for those three games? Should they? Did they put the amount of time into it to make it that price? You know... If they're going to do things like that, they need to do them at the right price points um, and not it be through the roof. But for me, I think, yeah, it is. I loved being able to go back and play that game. I like being able to go and get an SSX fix whenever I, whenever I have the urge. Because there's no games that are that's quite like SSX and how they do things. So whenever you've got like certain games that do something really well, it's nice to be able to go back and do that. So yeah, I would say, yeah. yeah. How about you, Beardy? I would say that I kind of stand by my original statement, which is, I think it's good, but I just don't think it's that important. And I think when you look back and you think about how you play games or what games you play or, you know, even as much use that you get out of it, I don't think anybody really... I mean, I'm I'm probably totally wrong here, but as a general kind of, like, tying everybody together with the same brush, I don't think that many people make as much use out of backwards compatibility as I think the majority of people make out that it is because of how important it is if that makes sense i think a lot of people make a lot of noise about how important it is but when you really boil it down to the meat and potatoes i don't really think people are, are using it that much and i think that's probably yeah it is what it is and did you just make a meat and two veg reference no i said meat and potatoes <laughs> i heard meat and two veg that's no. what i heard as well it's like oh girl <laughs> that's because you both filth bags um, I just realised at the top of the show, in our very, very, very professional introduction, I forgot housekeeping. <gasps> so I'm going to slip that in there now. So housekeeping for this episode. Um, we've appeared on Apple Podcast. I don't know how Yay! it happened. <laughs> I didn't submit, but it turned up on Apple Podcasts, which is really cool. So if you listen to Apple Podcasts, you can find us on there, as well as Spotify and other podcast services. It's October. Tis the month of the spooky... So we are going to do some special Halloween episodes later on in the month, so make sure that you like, subscribe, share, and all that good stuff um, to keep uh, informed with all that stuff. I believe On the Halloween thing. On the Halloween thing. Yes. So I went hunting. So I don't, I don't do scary. I'm not like you. I'm not a full grown-up. Yeah. So, um... But I do love the Silent Hill films, so I went hunting for them, and I've got them, and I'm going to watch them <laughs> in Halloween. Now, you will probably hear me scream from both of your houses. Probably. Uh, <laughs> the cats are going to have a very, very interesting evening of me sat there like this with a pillow. Going, oh, we'll scream it, and I'll watch yeah. it together. Yeah. I mean, I that won't be that. embarrassing for me at all. It'll be fine. I almost got kicked out of a cinema once for shouting, Jesus, fuck cunts. Movie because it scared me and the woman really? got very upset i i swear when i get scared it's uh, a it's a defense reaction oh, well, totally speaking of streaming <laughs> we will be doing some spooky streams so and we're just planning some bits with sephorius as to what we're going to be playing and uh who's going to be playing it and i would love to get tigs on to do some scary game streaming but uh we'll see how that goes and right. As we wrap up the topic of today's show, it's a good point to uh, to slide in there that we're going to be running a poll or on our Twitter over at Games Assembled to see how important backwards compatibility is to you people listening at home. So head across there and drop a vote um, on the options that will be available after the show. Yeah, 
Yeah, tell us what's important to you guys because yeah, we us three talking cool. shit. We want to know what's important let to us, you. Let us know in the comments and stuff below if you're watching this on YouTube or hit us up in the chat if you're watching live on Twitch. Yeah, hit us up, baby. Hit, hit us, up. us up. So, now that we've wrapped up on that topic, I want to know what you've been playing, Tiggs. Oh, before we do, before I tell you what I've been playing, can oh. I show, can I show everybody something? Oh yes, <gasps> oh, we do have. Do you need a drum roll? I do need. We a have drum a roll. gamers assembled um, exclusive, exclusive reveal of Tiggs' Tiggs's you new need... tattoo. So I'm gonna take off all his clothes for you people on audio. So sorry you're missing this. For all you Kingdom Hearts fans. You're going to have to tell me if you can see it my camera properly. Up a bit. Oh, uh, yeah. There we go. Oh, the colors on that are awesome. I love that. I don't know why I'm, I'm like, oh, if I move to the side, I can. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's my own tattoo. version of Sora's stained glass window. So a big shout out to Nate at Manchester Tattoo Emporium, who designed that little beauty. I'm well pleased. Oh, it does look really so, good. So there you go. There you go, Nate. That's your plug. <laughs> oh, I like that. I might need to get him, well, when I can travel up to Manchester and you guys aren't quarantined, maybe I'll uh, go hit him up and see what I can get done. Oh, my I'm God. I'm well in the mood for in the mood, too. He is amazing. The guys are really good cracking there as well. Oh, the conversations. It's like us three whenever we have a conversation. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> so it was good fun. So <laughs> anyway, uh, what am I playing? So I have been playing, so I finished Never Alone, the story about the Inuit girl and the wolf. And my God, it is absolutely fantastic. If you can get a hold of it, if you have it, you downloaded it in Games with Gold and it's just sat there in your back catalog thinking, oh, uh, I don't know, do it. It is art. The, the mm. story that it tells is, is Inuit fairy tales. And as you go along the game, you collect little owls. You might need to translate that into English. Owls. <laughs> owls. Yes. Owls. You get little ooh, owls. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Irish translation over. Go ahead. Right. That was a really good translation. I'm blushing now. I'm not just red <laughs> from sunburn. Yeah, I'm no. actually <laughs> blushing. Um, so, and it tells, then it gives you little videos and all those little videos turn into like a half hour documentary about the Inuit way of life and where the, um, some of the lore came from for the game. It's like, oh, oh that sounds cool. so cool. I, I love this. So I completed that. So that's one of the things. Been playing a little bit of spell break with Lama. Uh, I played a little bit of Rocket League and... Among Us, and today I played the New Kingdom Hearts demo, you know, for the Symphony of whatever, the Switch game, and oh, right, yeah. that, was quite, that was quite interesting, actually, a little bit hectic in places, but it was quite, in and I love the Kingdom Hearts music anyway, so yeah. it was interesting. Will I pick it up at full price? Probably not. Might get it later on down the line, though. When it's drops. on sale. On sale! <laughs> and sale! The other really fun thing that I played today, a, l a little bit of the demo, because I had to take the cats to the vet for their shots, um, was Pikmin 3. Oh, I love Pikmin. So, What's a Pikmin? Oh, my God. Google a Pikmin on your phone. Google it on your phone. They're so cute. It's like munting. Am I going to get something terrible? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. So Pikmin's um, a game where this little spaceman lands on a planet full of Pikmin's and he uses the Pikmin's to build his spaceship and stuff. That was the first game anyway. I didn't play two or three, but I'm really looking forward to, to picking it up. So, uh, yeah. So I, I remember playing the first one and the second whenever they were out. And I remember really having fond memories of Pikmin. And I was like, will I actually like this? Is this just something? Because it seemed like the concept, everything about it is just a bit of an odd thing. And, mm. you know, you basically go to these guys' planet and just use and abuse them, really, to do all your dirty work. I mean, it's Colonizers. a pretty... Colonizers. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> you just, I am your overlord. Let mm. me blow my whistle and you'll just assemble. <laughs> um, but it was hella fun. Really good fun today. I'm going to go back and finish the ass of that demo. And I might even buy that game because I thought it was just going to be a nostalgic thing yeah. for me. I thought it was going to be pure nostalgia. I'll, put, I'll start playing it and go, yeah, that was me 10 years ago, not now. And I'm like, no, no, no. 
It's, it's still me. Yeah, it's still it's me. Still that me. was a knee-slapping good review. Did you see that, beer? Yeah, I did, yeah. It was good. It made me smile today. I love yeah. it when a game makes you smile. So yeah, it was really I, good fun. Do love me some Pikmin. Yeah. Lama, Lama. what you been playing? <sighs> I, well, I've had the week off um, this week because uh, I've got too much holiday at work. Um, so I've got, I had this week off and next week. So I've been playing lots of video games. Um, I thought I was going to spend a lot of time on Fallout 76, but as normal, they put out a new patch and nerfed the bloody builds. Um, so my favorite, <laughs> my favorite characters are shite. Um, so I canceled my Fallout first subscription in a oh. paddy and then realized that, no, I still want that. So I'm going to have to re-up it at the end of the month. <laughs> 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 but I was angry, damn it. Um, I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2. Uh, I picked that up on Game Pass, and the two of the um, of the expansions were included. So it got Forsaken and um, Shadowkeep. The problem with Destiny is that it doesn't tell you like what you're supposed to be doing, like what what story you're supposed to be doing. It's like everything's available all at once, and it's very confusing. And I ended up doing the Shadowkeep expansion, which I think was the second expansion. And now I've just started the Forsaken, which is actually the first expansion. So it's starting to explain why certain things were the way they were because they happened in this one and I had skipped it. Yeah. Um, still great game. Loving the game. Um, I'm looking, I'm currently clanless. So if anybody watching knows of like a cool, like queer women's clan or something like that, hit me up, let me know. Um, I, I love playing with, with clans on Destiny. It's, you get lots of extra stuff by doing that. So please let me know. Um, I tried, I spent like a grand total of 15 minutes, um, playing Sea of Thieves. So the first yeah. 10 minutes was doing the tutorial and like getting my ship and everything ready. I, literally less than five minutes in the open sea. And I had been keel hauled, boarded, stabbed, my boat sunk and they stole my apple. And I was like, that's it. I'm out. I'm done. I got griefed. Um, that, that, was, I know, that was the end of my, of my Sea of Thieves. Clearly not that good of a pirate. I did try. I tried an older game um, that was on Game Pass, um, which is interesting because we ended up talking about backward compatibility today. Um, but it's Star Trek Online. Oh, I love oh, yeah. Star Trek. And I'd never played Star Trek online. And I love me a character creation screen. So I thought I must spend ages in here. Uh, and I did. I made like a sassy captain. I loved it. Um, I posted a picture of her on my Instagram. So if you if you look at dotted llama 08 on Instagram, you'll you'll see my feed. And my my captain is like the sassiest. She's sitting in her captain's chair like this. <laughs> she's just angry. I don't know. She's angry that she's there in terrible graphics because the graphics are are old. They're old, you know. That's fine. Um, but the ship combat mechanics were terrible. I just, I couldn't, I could, it, it felt more like a button masher. Um, and maybe it was just because I was in the first couple levels. It didn't really grab me. So I haven't, I played that the one time and moved on. I did notice though that Kingdom Hearts has come onto Game Pass. So I will have a look at that. Although I'm not promising anything, Tiggs. I may hate it. It's not it, my sort of wasteland it, killing people on other planets sort of game. It, so. It's fine. I'll say just get through Alice in Wonderland initially, and then that's whenever you start to really fall into the storyline and everything. Uh, okay, is that the the bad? Is that like the snow level on Red Dead Redemption where it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's where you start to really find out what you how everything's sort of working and what the storyline uh, is. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. It. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was alright. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. Um, yeah, and I'll report back and tell you if I like Kingdom. But yeah, I, the the main game for me at the minute is Destiny. Um, getting back into it. I played Destiny 1 for years. Absolutely loved it. Um, and Destiny 2 has just sort of carried on that that whole thing. It's like it's like the world's expanded. It's not really it's not a different world. Yeah. You, know, you feel like you're still in the same game. You've just got more planets to explore and more stories to do. Um, so they've done it really well. I do I do love the Destiny. It's, it's amazing. I do like Destiny. That's what I've been doing this week. And and also housework, because yeah. I'm an adult. Yeah, adulting. 
Well, for me, <clears throat> as you know, I've had some issues with my Xbox, so um, I really wanted to jump on and play some Destiny with the Llama, but I can't get it Aww. to connect to the internet, so... Um, but I finally... I saved you some guns. Ooh. I finally, finally, finally finished the main story for Assassin's Creed or uh, Odyssey. Well done! Which... Oh, you go, girl! Because oh, you were doing every, you were clearing every region, weren't you? Yeah, yeah I'm well, currently on 80 hours. Yeah, that's well, right. I stopped doing that because I started to get to the point where <laughs> I was like, I just want this to be over with now. Like, I've, I've had enough. This is, I don't know what the story is anymore. I don't know what my objective <laughs> is. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, um, so at, the point at, of life. At 108 hours, <laughs> I rolled credits, credits on the initial story. Um, so I now have got the two DLCs to play through. <laughs> oh, shit, Bart. Um, <laughs> two years later, he's going to be ready for yeah. Valhalla. So I'm kind of like, well, my Xbox isn't working, so I'm not going to be playing it on there anytime soon. So I kind of feel like maybe I might just give it a rest on there and come back to it at another point to finish off the DLCs. Because I don't think the DLCs really add that much that was going to change the yeah the you want to play the... it while you're having fun yeah and i, I but the, the time i got to the end of assassin's creed odyssey i was like i started out really enjoying this game and i finished it kind of not enjoying it that much because the the ties just for the for the story and stuff just don't seem to kind of line up towards the end and it just doesn't land in a satisfying kind of this is the end of the game kind of way um so a little bit Nah, I'm just going to leave that to one side and, and chill my Assassin's Creedness until Valhalla comes out. Um, but, you know, I love me some open world shenanigans. So then I went back to Ghost of Shishima. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, and I've been playing that pretty hard. So I've just, I think I'm like, just started Act 3. So I'm pretty close to finishing this game, um, which is good because... I don't think I've got a hundred and something hours to put into this game. Um, so I'm going to try and get that finished off. Um, <laughs> I've also been playing a little bit of Detroit Become Human, um, which I don't know if what any of you What is that? I keep hearing people talking about so, it, and I keep thinking I'm going to Google it, and then I'm a lazy ass. So I, Do the I'm actually, actually really very interesting. So it's about um, a robotics company that makes androids, and they become kind of like... Every house has got one from the lowest income to the highest income, and they, they turn out to be helpers. So think of it as like a walking, talking Siri. So like they mm -hmm. ask it to do stuff, it cleans the house, like it looks after the children, it cooks, it cleans, all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, like that show, was it Channel 4 Humans? Or yeah, whatever? yeah, so pretty much it's like that. But um, you play as a three different characters. One of them is a girl, a uh, female android that has been sent to a repair shop and her primary job was to look after this child um, and it turns out that the father is very abusive and the reason that it needed a repair in the first place is because it beat the shit out of it and it ran it over and all this other fucking stuff um, the Does second... she have a gun attachment? Well she picks up a gun Nice, so, alright um, The second one is a, a detective so he's working with um a human detective about these android crimes that are, are coming up. Androids are attacking people and all this other stuff. And then the last one is a guy that starts out as a helping hand to a famous artist, but then it turns out there's a little bit more going on with him than meets the eye. Um, and it's all about these androids kind of becoming a bit self-aware and starting to think for themselves. So it's uh, very much along the lines of, have you, have you played Until Dawn or anything like that? So it's like, you, no. there's, there's certain sections where you can walk around and stuff, but it, it's very much like um, you're investigating things that you'll find on the ground to like look for clues and stuff as the detective, for example. And then you'll go, all of that will then build up into a point where you have options and dialogue and stuff and your choices then branch off in different ways for you to, to result in the outcome of that particular game segment. Um, so it's not like 
Destiny or anything like that where you're running around and kind of shooting and looting and all that kind of stuff. It's like, here is your character and this is the the narrative and you need to kind of navigate and make choices in that particular scene and, and the outcome is whatever choices end up coming together at the end of it. Um, so that's been pretty cool. It's pretty chill. There's not like... like it's kind of more of a sit back kind of chill out game. You let the the story kind of unfold in front of you, which is really good. Um, and then the other thing is, even though we uh, didn't give it a very favorable preview on the uh, beta weekend. Yeah, here we go, here um, we go. But I've got this real desire to play Avengers. Um, even not. though I know it's a probably a fucking huge mistake and it's probably not that good. <laughs> Um, and I know that everybody's like got its frustrations with it and stuff, but I, I just kind of want to play it. <laughs> at the to same be time. fair, you. I know people that have got the game whenever it was released, and they've said really positive things about mm. the storyline missions and stuff. So you know, and that's the thing. I, like, I really want to experience what the story is. I want the 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 single player side of that story. Um, it's just once we get past that, I don't know if I'm ever going to kind of get into raiding and stuff, like, unless there was more people to play it along with. So, like, if Sif had it and Tiggs had it or you, Lava, had it, like, if we had a little team of people to play it with, then I'd probably be more into it. But I kind of feel yeah, like I'm going to... make everything better. Yeah, I kind of feel like I'm going to just pick it up and do the story and then just never touch it again until something big happens, like... So I don't know. Um, and then what's the other game that I've been playing? I forgot now. I forgot to put in a list. <gasps> you didn't prepare? I, know. I didn't, I didn't oh. even add my bed to the notes this week. <laughs> so it was um, Ratchet and Clank. So uh, oh, yeah. I played a little bit of that. Um, um, I'm going to re-go back through it though. It was fun what I played. I literally only played maybe 20 minutes, half an hour if that. So I have a question about Ratchet and Clank. Yes. Okay, so <clears throat> I have this theory that the only people that are allowed to do successful platformers are Nintendo. Hmm. Um, and that tainted my experience with playing platformers in other <laughs> other consoles for quite a long time. Okay. I mean, I played Crash and stuff, but for me, they just missed that Mario magic. Does Ratchet and Clank have that magic? Um, I'm not far enough in there to tell you, to be honest with you. Right. I literally, like yeah. I said, I played 20 minutes, half an hour at the most. Like, and what I played was fun. It was, it reminds me of, um, the Crush Bandicoot remakes that they did. Like, it's that kind of cartoony style. Um, it's a little bit more explorative than Crash games. Um... But it was fun. There was a, f a few chuckles and stuff that I had in there while I was playing. But it was, again, it was one of those nights where I was like, I don't know what to play. I just want something chill to kind of like just mess around in. Um, so, yeah. And then the other thing, finally, is I'm I'm, I'm doing a bit of a trophy hunt. So I'm going to start going through and just trying to box off a few platinums here and there that I'm nearly done with. So, yeah, that's, you that's what trophy I've been. Yeah. It started with Spider-Man. with your... What your national deck decks? <clears throat> my my national decks has is been put on the bat burner for a bit. Um, I've All not, right, okay. I've not been playing Pokemon that much recently, um, but the, right. the new expansion comes out soon, so I'll probably jump back into that. Then when does it come out, Crown? He's left all creamy, Llama. I don't know. What I know. About this. I know. Well, I saw that the Digimon thing got pushed back. For a year, but I wasn't sure whether Digimon was part of Pokemon. Like they no, sound like they're related, no, no, but I don't know. No, um, Digimon 20, is way better than Pokemon. Twenty second of October is when the Crown Tundra shall launch. So I'd imagine around that point. Let's have a little look. And twenty second is next Thursday, so I'd probably be charging up the DS and stuff this next week, and I'll I'll get Pokey Pokemon vibes again and start playing Pokemon non-stop for like four days or something. Gotta catch you, them all. Gotta do you put the theme tune on when you play it? Uh, we've already discussed this. I like to like, if I'm playing through 
Or like Alpha Sapphire, which is one that I've got going on the on the side, trying to get all the Pokemons in there. Sorry, um, Omega Ruby. Um, I will have Pokemon Ruby Sapphire, the TV series, playing in the background while I'm playing um, Pokemon games. Like that's my thing. That's what I like enjoying doing. Do you know what? Is I just whenever you said that, I just think that's pretty cool. And I didn't know what that says, if that says more about me or more about you, that the minute you said that, I just went, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take from that Super what you nerds. will. Yeah, take that from what you will. Um, well, I guess we should probably wrap this bad boy up. Look at us in a decent time. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we're professionals. Yeah, we we're did influencers. This. We did this. We did this quite well today. Um, there's no reader well this week, so... Who you'll suck. Uh, no, I'm joking. Write yeah, into us. Someone send us yeah. something cool. Write into us. Yeah. Gamersassemble at gmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts and feelings are on backwards compatibility or any other topics that we've discussed, and we will read them out as soon as we get one. Um, or you can just drop us some messages on Twitter or Instagram or even on the YouTube comments, and we'll pick those up and we'll throw those into read email as well. Um, and also, do, do, if you want to see new segments, like maybe, yeah. you know, where I teach you a new word from Urban Dictionary <laughs> that you didn't know. Hey, learning with Llama, that can happen. Let Llama. us know. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't know I have I a wealth teach. of words. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know if I'd be allowed to teach anything. That... <laughs> no, no, we're not going to go down that path. That was a, a pre-show discussion. <laughs> um... Right, let's wrap this up very, very, very quickly. As always, you can find us on all the social medias at Gamers Assembled. Give us a follow, give us a subscribe, like us, share us, tell us all, all your friends about us because Lord knows we'd like people to listen to us and have us in their ears and eyes and stuff on a regular basis. Um, we'll have another show coming a little bit later on this week uh, and we are t working hard to get more weekly shows and stuff to you but we all have adult life jobs and other bits and bobs that kind of get in the way sometimes so we really apologize if the content's not quite weekly but we will get videos and stuff out to you as soon as we can until next time say goodbye tigs goodbye tigs say goodbye llama goodbye llama oh, oh that was sexy that was in the best <laughs> best chapter chapter off. three voice that wasn't it <laughs> that was and as always, I've been the Beta Gamer, so thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Thank you and good night! Bye! Bye.